And now, streaming out of Northeast Ohio, representing Marks, Drunks, and a little bit of kayfabe, AIW Fan Club. It's wrestling and podcasting, previewing and reviewing all motherfucking day. People of the world, I give to you wrestling fucking cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name, and they're always mad you came. You wanna go where you can see that troubles are all the same. You wanna go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially in Pity City. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going to Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. The first in a while, a preview of AIW's In the Mouth of Madness. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, Podbean. Dot com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is a preview for AIW's In the Mouth of Madness, which will be live in Akron, Ohio at the Tadmore Shrine. Already introduced myself, and we got butters. Hey, I'm back. You are back, but. Ironically enough, you weren't supposed to be here today. Eh, you know. When when scheduling kind of like changes, it just like jumps everything. Just changes a bunch of shit. But we got our first preview in a while. I think the last shit we previewed was Jaylet. Um, I think so. It's been nothing but interviews and reviews since then. <laughs> or interview and reviews. And there's still, what, uh, three shows? No, two shows that haven't been, or technically three shows, but I'm going to count it as two shows that haven't been reviewed. If they get an episode, it's literally going to be combined together because I feel like the shows that were between Rager and now, most of them were a little house show-ish. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like there's anything on those shows that really need to be mentioned, like, or hardcore depth. Like, they could easily be mentioned in, like, one episode. Like... Wadsworth was definitely a house show. Um, Winchester, kind of a house show. Nothing really big happened there. And then Wessapalooza was pretty much a house show. Kind of set up a lot of, between I think those two shows, we did set up a lot of stuff for this show. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And nothing was, I don't think any of it was like set up through matches. It was set up through afterwards. Well, technically there is one match that is a rematch from the Winchester. Other than that, yeah, everything, there were two matches, I should say, that were just challenges thrown out at the end of particular match. Uh, yeah. You weren't there, so you're just taking my word for it. Exactly. So, we always talk about the special guest. We got Jimmy Hart and the Nasty Boys. I, I wish I had some stuff of theirs, but I don't. 
So I probably won't be doing the meet and greet, even though I have looked online. They did recently do the Jimmy Hart retro, and I think that would be that would look really cool signed. But yeah, I just think now's not the time. Yeah, I don't care about the used casts really. They didn't they weren't anything major in my childhood, so I forget when did you start watching? Uh I mean like I knew of wrestling through like the early nineties, but like December ninety seven is when I started watching. Like from then on I've pretty much watched wrestling nonstop. Okay, so Attitude Era, that's that's what I thought. I just I wasn't sure. For for me, the Nasty Boys and Jimmy Hart is like the end of them in WWE was like my early days of watching it or especially like watching old or older VHS tapes. I didn't watch SummerSlam 92 live. I mean, technically no one did unless you were there, but, you know, I didn't watch it when it originally happened. I had the VHS tape of it and like Jimmy Hart just him alone like he's been around for so long that even just watching wcw when i did uh, i was exposed to jimmy hart actually same thing with the nasty boys i was exposed to them in a little bit in wwe and then more in wcw and it'll be really interesting to see where they fit on the show if there if there's going to be a spot there's definitely going to be the meet and greet but sometimes you don't know if you know the guests are going to do something uh, if anything, I really hope that the, uh, Duke has to, uh, guess he's putting an armpit. That'd be pretty funny. Takes a trip to pity city. That's like the most logical thing I would say. Yeah, pretty much. But it could be, I don't want to say too logical, but maybe too obvious to where they like something else happens. I don't know. But nonetheless, I mean, if you're going to have some names for an Akron show, these are some pretty good ones to get. It seems like, at least to me, like the worst one we've had guess wise was the doctors in. And it's not that those guests were bad. It's just they weren't like popular meet and greets. Mm-hmm. But when you also consider like some of the other guests we've had for Akron shows, like there's been some damn good ones. Just just between Scott Hall and Ricky Steamboat, like those two alone. And that's not counting any other guests that have been there for Akron. All right. Um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. So let's get into the card. And as of this recording, I do believe all the matches have been announced. All the ones that were released on Patreon, I have. But then there was one today that w- was publicly announced that, far as I know, wasn't on Patreon. So we'll uh, we'll uh, do that one. Start with that. Pre-show match, Sam Holloway versus Tyson Riggs. How are you feeling about these two? Um, I don't know, honestly, uh, Sam Holloway, like I still think he's going to be interesting to watch. Um, Tyson Riggs, I'm sure we'll, we'll find himself, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I do like Tyson Riggs. Uh, I think the more we're seeing of him a little bit more of his personality we're seeing, and this will be the first, you know, you know, big show since his debut. Like since that jail that weekend, because I I don't think he was on Rager and Granite Rager. Rager is a is a definitely a big show, but it's not the Odeon and it's not Akron. So I think this this will be another moment where we get to see what he has to offer. And it's, it's the same thing with Sam Holloway is I, I do want to see him develop more in ring personality and all that, but you know that's obviously going to take time. And the thing thing is with Sam too, like there's the he's got the size factor. 
And like, I don't think he's necessarily got to use that to the, his fullest potential. So I'm, I'm curious to see how Tyson Riggs does against that. Who do you got in this one? Um, Sam Holloway. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sam too. Let's move on to the next one. Let's go with another kind of a student match. I mean, the one's not necessarily student, but new to AIW. And it's the rematch that I kind of referenced earlier. Shaw Mason versus Cisco Silver. Their match at the Winchester for me was match of the night. I've seen a lot of sides of uh, Cisco Silver. I've seen, you know, enough of him. And this was a new side that I hadn't necessarily seen. So I'm, I'm curious if he brings the same attitude to the ring. And then Shaw is just, he's easily still my favorite student. Um, you can tell that he's modeled certain parts of him to uh, Wes Barkley. Obviously, there's some Kurt Angle in there too, but there's, there's some Wes Barkley in there on his hustle. And I, I can recognize that. So I'm, I'm curious to how this, this is going to do with a definitely a bigger crowd. And like, will the rematch live up to what I saw at the Winchester? It could, you know, knock it out of the park or, you know, it could fall short. What are your thoughts on this match? Uh, I don't remember ever seeing Cisco Silver and uh, everybody been, has been saying that the Winchester match was really good. So I'm interested to see uh, what happens with this. Um, Shaw, I got to actually talk to a little bit, uh, Sunday. So that was interesting. Um, metal winning cameraman. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll, we'll see, uh, what comes of this, but, uh, I, I have no frame of reference for their first match. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Cisco has wrestled in some other Northeast Ohio companies, but not a lot. I only know two offhand and I want to say he, I feel like he hasn't wrestled in a while prior to recently. Like, I think he took time off maybe through COVID. I'm not hundred percent sure. So, you know, don't quote me on that, but him making it to AIW is like where we've seen uh, other wrestlers, whether it be your Ethan Wrights or Jocelyn Navarro, people who came from outside of AIW eventually get in then it's okay what can you do what can you do here jocelyn killed it ethan wright seemed to fizzle out and i mean that i mean he's currently not wrestling at all whether he's coming back you know who knows it'll it'll be curious to see how cisco does i hope he he does bring the same intensity that he did at the winchester because in kent he he didn't he was the normal cisco that i've seen which it's fine but if he's going to go come in against Shaw Mason, who we've seen already has, you know, a fan base like Barkley Nation and the Bishop Brigade. And then eventually with, you know, with those two, that became a little infectious. And I think there's a lot of a lot of us regulars that have enjoyed what we see of Shaw. So you're going to come into Akron and I think most people, unless they were familiar with Cisco prior and have like maybe some sort of bias towards him. I believe majority of that crowd's going to be for Shaw. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Shaw. If I'm correct, Shaw got the first one. I really want to pick him again, but I'm going to say we're going to see the same Cisco we saw at the Winchester, and I think he's going to do something dirty, and he's going to pull out the win, which could lead to a potential rubber match somewhere else, maybe at the Odeon, maybe at Hell on Earth. I don't know, but 
I lo- like I said, love Shaw, but I'm I'm gonna go with Cisco. Let's move on to the next one. Let's go with PME versus two GC. Philly Marino experience versus the second gear crew. Philly Collins, Marino Tanaglia versus Matt Justice and one called Manders. How you how you feeling about this one? I I know I know you've seen all these guys wrestle. Uh, it's gonna be pretty hard hitting. Uh, I think that with PME's recent um, matches and stuff like that, and between you know how uh, second gear crew is, this this is gonna be a pretty hard hitting match. It's gonna be very interesting for the tag division. Um, not a lot of other um, matches on this show. Like the tag champs aren't listed on here yet, so it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, if this is, you know, building to something with contendership or just a match or what we're doing here. So this is uh it's gonna be pretty uh pretty rough. I think they're it's gonna be pretty fun. I mean, imagine if second gear crew wins and they get a title shot versus bulking season. Yeah. And that is where we will see the beginning of Joker Artie. <laughs> God. Actually, if we see Joker already anytime, we might see it at the end of the month. We might see it at the Winchester. I think that'll be great, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Have we seen PME go up against two competitors like this? I mean, you look at the AIW tag team division, which has been, you know, majority of, you know, who PME's faced over the past few years. And I feel like no nobody is at the level of justice and manders on how tough they are, how hard they hit, and how crazy they can get in the ring. Like, your closest one, and it's not even a tag match. It's how Philly has had recently a one-on-one match versus Broner. I feel like that's the closest. And, like, Second Gear Crew and Broner aren't necessarily the same thing. I think they're close, but not the same. Especially with Justin. I mean, for somebody that matches intensity as either of those guys, you have to look at... Uh, Bishop from River City. I mean, he would be true. Really, I mean, they they did uh, have several matches with them. So I mean, they've sort of been in that predicament before. But I guess like adding uh, a heavy like Manders to it, uh, who can just you know take you out of your boots with the clothesline. It's a little bit different than a uh, rolling clothesline like West would throw. So we'll see. That's true. I was sometimes I forget about. Rip City in the tag team division because you have Bishop who has mostly been linked to singles titles. Right. I was just trying to think like without pulling up cage match to go back through and see like who they faced because like I knew there had to be like somebody that was sort of similar but not full on similar to second gear. So I th- I think that is probably the closest. And it's it's basically you you kind of have two bishops in this scenario. I say kind of because I, I mean, definitely Justice Bishop, very similar. But Manders, maybe he's more of the body type of Bishop and the strength of Bishop, but not as, maybe not as crazy in the ring. But it's, I, I think it's close. I think that's the best way to put it. It's two Bishops. And this is, is this technically the debut of the second gear crew in AIW? Like in a match by name it feels like it mm-hmm. um 
because I really feel like they've there's been other matches with members together, but they weren't called Second Gear Crew. Um, the only one that I think it's questionable if it was um, is the first show back during COVID uh, in Indiana in the uh, park. I feel like there was a match there that uh, might have you're right. been. I just, I just pulled up the graphic. It was Rip City Shooters labeled as that versus Second Gear Crew. Yeah, and it, it it was basically the same team we have here, but with Mance. Okay, so not the debut of, of Second Gear Crew in AIW, the debut of Second Gear Crew in AIW in Ohio, and the return, I guess we could say. Yeah, yeah, okay, the return. That's a better way to put it. I think it's just for me because like the the Indiana shows feel weird, like having them in AIW canon. Like I know they are. But when you consider like some of the things that happened on those shows and some of the people that were on those shows, like it, it just feels out of place. Though still, hands down, best match on that card, Karate Man versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Of course. All right, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with PME. Um, I think this is where I'm going to go second gear crew. And w- will we be catching Matt Justice? Uh, no, because we sit up at the front, so I doubt it. I doubt he'll uh, he'll jump over at us. He might, because this is the way I look at. It. Like, granted, I know like his regular spot, but you consider if we're all in that that same vicinity. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you got, and I'm not sure what Stacy got. But we all got I, got. I got ringside. We both got ringside. Okay, so but the last time, the last show we were there, Justice was there. He saw us, but he didn't jump. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Because we weren't because we weren't over in that corner. I think if we were in that corner, he might. But well, yeah, but you never know, I guess. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next one. Not technically a match right now, but it's announced, so I want to like briefly talk about it. We don't have to, take, have to take a lot of time on it. But Josh Prohibition returns to AIW. What do you think this will entail? Uh, could be one of several things. Uh, maybe we see Casey Carrington. Maybe we see Austin oh. James. I don't know. I, I think feel like it's going to be. I think Casey's a, a good young good, gun. I think Casey is a good pick. We haven't seen Casey since Russell Rager, which kind of like what I mentioned. Like there was like three shows in between there because I don't think Casey was at Winchester. Or no, he was at Canton. He was at Canton. Haven't seen him since then. It's just, uh, I was thinking we haven't seen Casey and Carson together since Rager. Both were in matches in, I said Canton, I meant Wadsworth. Um, they were both in matches, but they didn't like come out with each other or come out to the music they had been coming out to. So, curious to see if that's still going on. And yeah, I think, uh, I think Casey's a good potential pick. Other than that, unless, unless it's some sort of like, big surprise like a nice nice another return or i don't know like there's there's the fact that it's just josh prohibition returns to aiw is very interesting mm-hmm. so yeah um pretty much uh that's that's it on that let's uh let's move on to the next one the bitcoin boys versus to infinity and beyond I was curious if these guys were going to have a match and uh, just kind of dropped in on us during this. So here we go. This would be really, really fun. Who uh, who are the good guys? Mm, 
I don't know. The way you were kind of talking about it, it seems like uh, Bitcoin might be uh, the good guys. It's kind of what I'm thinking, too. But they got the Duke. I don't know. He is not in that promo photo. He's not always in the promo photo, though. True. True. But I don't know. Because, like, are we going to are we going to cheer to Infinity Beyond? Which they're not. A, they're technically not a bad tag team. And I feel like since they've been out of the title picture, like they're not as necessarily hated as much as they were. I will say the last time we did see them, um, well, um, a version of them on like a main show, they were still heels because they were going up against um, members only and a few other teams. So I feel like they're they're still healing it up because remember they were gonna it was supposed to be a triple threat Bitcoin members only and to infinity and beyond and then uh, one of the members was unfortunately unable to make it so I feel like it was a four way you're forgetting the fuckets okay yeah so I feel like it's still uh, they're they're still they're still not good guys yeah I'm wondering if. You know, that crowd that we've seen show up for Jaylet, like in like full support of Eric Taylor and in a way, Mikey, too. Like, are, are they going to show up here and really help get the crowd behind Bitcoin? Because I do feel like the crowds, like I said, I should say for the Jaylet review that the crowds are getting behind Bitcoin. And this is, I think this is the first time they're teaming up since Jaylet. And I didn't even team up Jayla weekend, but I'm saying like this is definitely the first time since then. Oh, wait a minute. They, I don't, I have to, I think, you no, know, Bitcoin uh, had match at Kent. Trying to pull up who they went against because my iPad decided to update the app and really fucked me up where I was. Yes, Bitcoin had a match versus Hendricks, Hawkins, and Vic Vice. So I was technically wrong on that, but th- I mean, this is, this is uh, a, a bigger show than Kent. And we, we've had for a while where, you know, Bitcoin has been really on the outside looking into detecting title shot. I think they've, they've, I think they've had a couple shots here and there, but it hasn't worked out for them. But they're still like, you know, a fa- fairly consistent tech team. Who do you got? Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm going to go Bitcoin too. Let's move on to the next one. Let's go with Mandy Leon versus Jocelyn Navarro. This is another big match for Jocelyn. So yeah, let's uh let's see what you got. What's your uh, thoughts on this one? Um I'm not too sure of who Mandy Leon is. So trying to do a little search right now to see where I might have seen her before. I feel like has she been an ROH? Yeah, she was an I do believe she was an ROH. Yeah, I feel like that's the only place I've ever heard of her. Um so she does have uh, some big, you know, match names underneath her um, from there. So, I mean, like, she's she's been around. She also looks like she's also been to Japan. So uh, it's very interesting. She's definitely wrestled some big names, uh, including, like, Tony Storm and stuff. So that's very interesting. Um, How long has she been around for? It says from, like, 2014 to 2022 for ROH. So she's been around for a hot minute. Okay. Like she's one of those people like I remember being around, but I don't remember when she first came around. I think for me, it's like April, 2014, I guess. Yeah. 
I think for me, like she looks like someone who was in WWE and then was released. I know she's had a tryout, but that's about it, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I didn't necessarily think she was. I mean, she just she, she was had, a rosebud for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she has the look of somebody that WWE would have hired during a particular period. Oh, this will be something interesting for you and her second ever match at ROH. She lost to Jenny Rose and Veda Scott Hell in yeah. a tag match. <laughs> Damn right. So, yeah, I mean, she's been in there with like Jessica Havoc, Sumi Sakai, um, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. She was in a stable with them for a hot minute. Um, I, I actually have a picture with a wrestler that uh, Manny Leone took. I don't want to say which wrestler. <laughs> but it did get, I would say it got traction online because Cody Rhodes was in the background and he was uh, giving this particular uh, wrestler a look. Oh my. Oh, I don't want to say it either because uh, I think I remember what shirt I was wearing. <laughs> That's a double whammy that I was not thinking of. But anyway, like I've, like I've known her from ROH and like that's it. Is she, she's not an impact right now, right? Uh, according to this, no. Okay. I feel like I'm on another podcast and I'm asking you questions I could have looked up, but... <laughs> According to Wikipedia, the most trusted source <laughs> for wrestling information says no. We're just stealing from all these different podcasts right now. Uh, it's an homage. It's fine. They know who they are, and they'll, they'll, they'll chuckle a little bit when they hear it. We'll be all right. All right, let's get on the next match. Oh, we didn't... Uh, I, I didn't pick a winner. Did you pick a winner? I was playing a soundbite in particular... That was the uh, point. I got you. That, well, you know. No, we did Sorry, not. Sorry, I stepped on your bit, my friend. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fine, let's try it again. Let's move on to the next match. Dive into the cesspool. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's it. But anyway, uh, let's, pick, <laughs> let's pick a match. I mean, pick a winner between these two. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with Jocelyn. Why not? I think I'm going to go with Mandy Rose. New Mandy Leone. Mandy Leone. Why did I say Mandy Rose? I think that's the other thing. I get the name mixed up with Mandy Rose, which uh, um, I'm not picking Mandy Rose. I'm not picking Mandy Leone. I'm picking Justin Navarro because, of course, I will. Right. Let's uh, move on to the next one with a real soundbite. Isaiah Broner versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Butters, you did a little bit of uh, research before the show. Uh, just, a, Just a tad. To see if these two have ever uh, met one on one before, and according to Cage Match, they have not. But they have been in uh, a Fatal Four Way together, um, which has a very infamous GIF that was around on the internet for a while, where Runner hits a forearm that just knocks the soul out of Tom Lawler. So um, this is going to be a hard hitting but also a really fun technical wrestling match. Cause I feel like every time you think you've seen everything Broner has to offer, there's more to it. Like he can, he can technical wrestle too on top of just being a powerhouse and just knocking the shit out of people. So it's really fun to see what side of him will get, what type of hybrid version of him will get, especially against Tom Lawler, who is uh, one of the, the top wrestlers, former intent or absolute champion in AEW. Um, this is a, a true test to see if maybe uh, 
Broner is up to the challenge of going for the absolute title here in the near future. I feel like absolute title, intense title, go for something. Just don't go for Brooke. No, that was a that was a one and done. <laughs> Though and he he should also have some really badass shirts, hopefully available at the uh, at the show that I helped make happen. So I was about to say, uh, what, what made you say that? <laughs> I mean, they're pretty dope. I don't, I don't know. It's getting a lot of a uh, lot of feedback online that they're that's, that's dope. So I think I made a good choice there. What you're telling me is people should uh, back that ass up to Isaiah Broner's merch table. Exactly. I'm look. I'm looking forward to this because obviously, huge fan of Broner and Filthy is you know potentially one of the most dangerous wrestlers in AEW history. Maybe not number one, but I easily. Top five. Seriously, he catches you with that lariat. It's it's pretty much guaranteed to be over. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how Broner does against Filthy. Definitely a match of the night uh, potential. I'm trying to think if this is the, mo- the most anticipated match for me. I feel like it is. I have two. This one and another one we haven't talked about yet. But um, this is definitely up there. I think you're looking more forward to the other one than I am because I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Who do you got in this one? I'm going to go Browner. I think uh, I think he picks up a, a very, very hard-fought win. Um, one of my kind of rules that I've had as of late is, like, not picking against Filthy. And I kind of want to stick with that. I do love Broner, but we're talking about Filthy Tom Lawler here. Would it help if I told you that he's no longer the New Japan Strong Champion, so he he probably can't lose now, even though he was just in the G1. I mean, he, he did just lose to Kaplan. That's true. He did. Broner hasn't had a big win in any of these matches, has he? Like when he goes up against some of the bigger opponents. Um, he lost Teddy Kingston. He lost to Minoru Suzuki. Um, he beat PB. Not as not as big as the other two? No, but he was a former absolute champion. I think that's what they're kind of building towards, especially now with Tom Waller being in the mix. Um, I could absolutely see him facing justice at some point as well in the singles, uh, because of justice's former absolute title victories. Um, as the, as he's built up the competition here, he's went from facing the likes of weird body to facing, uh, (laughs) these, these very, like, you know, very much top tier opponents now, uh, on shows. So I feel like, he has built himself up to this point. Um, I mean, it could go either way, but I feel like he's he's going to keep pressing here, and uh, this will just be another step towards uh, taking that absolute title. Hmm. I'm going to go with Broner, but is this going to be another match where afterwards Broner's going to challenge somebody on the mic? I asked a question. Sorry, I was on mute. Um... I don't know, man. Maybe. Uh, you know, the next month is uh, Hell on Earth. So they're going to give him a big match at Hell on Earth. Might want to announce it this month and get people looking forward to it. I mean, what if he calls out somebody from this next match? Eric Stevens versus Wes Barkley. Well, we've seen Eric Stevens and Wes uh, and... um. Isaiah Broner wrestled once already at uh, Black Label with Eric Stevens getting the win. But that that's not AIW. 
Uh, but I feel like it's, it's it's sort of canon there. I mean, not really. Eh, we'll see. Uh, we've seen Bishop and Filthy be against each other, but be with each other at Black Label, so it's not canon. But that would be a fun match. Yeah, if they want to run it back, I don't see why not. But like I said, Eric Stevens versus Wes Barkley. Eric Stevens' return to AIW since uh, retiring and unretiring and retiring and unretiring. Is there another one in there? I don't think so. Um, I'm happy that he's back. Looking forward to seeing him this weekend. Thoughts on this match? Uh, it's unfortunate that they're going to uh, feed Wes Barkley to Eric Stevens, who since being back uh, has just been on another level again um, with, with the craziness. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be pretty rough for them. Would uh, you say he's been on a tear? No, I'm not going to say that because it, he, he did lose to a certain other member of Rip City. So, uh, but he has been he has been doing some things. So I, I just feel like, unfortunately, Wes, you know, opened his mouth, and uh, I think Eric's going to shut it, and I think it's going to be uh, Eric Stevens returning uh, back to. Uh, business as usual, and uh, I don't know what we're going to see from there. Who do you got? Eric Stevens. Huh. I'm going to go Eric Stevens, too. Let's move, move on to the next one. The AIW Absolute Intense Title Match, Derek Dillinger versus Alec Price. Hey, the other match I'm really looking forward to. I knew it was this one. Of course you did. So... Since you're looking forward to it, thoughts on it? Man, Alec Price is so good. And then Derek is really good. And then when you put two guys that are really good together, they have really good matches. So that's that's pretty much what I'm thinking here. How do you lose an absolute title match and then get an intense title match? I mean, how do you debut and then get an intense title match like two weeks later or a week later? I mean, shit happens. I mean, I mean, technically, uh, members only debuted in in their, a tag team title match. Yeah, yeah so, so they they started I mean, off on top. Really, not allowed to question the uh, the title rules at AIW because they just aren't a thing. <laughs> and of course, uh, Derek's going to be with Ziggy Heim. Of course, the final girl will be uh, there as well, and I'm sure she will be involved in this match. You woke up from a nap, so I'm I'm guessing you haven't seen her tattoo tour video yet. Not yet. I, I I'm limiting my my usage of like Twitter and, and online stuff. So like I like literally I woke up from that nap. I saw something about Hugh Jackman being Wolverine again, and then like that you literally heard me like discover all of that. So I I've just been trying to limit. Like, yeah, I took a nap today after I got home from work, but uh, I've just been trying to limit my, my internet usage, see if uh, it helps anything. Like, my mental health has been really great lately, so I'm trying to, to keep it that way. So That's why I learned to use the mute button and block button. I don't really have that, that kind of issue on Twitter. Um, I've curated my stuff enough that, like, if something bothers me, they do get muted pretty quick, but it's not 
I don't see a lot of the, the the shit takes that people like really get amped up about on there often. Um, I just, I have like a handful of wrestlers. I follow a handful of people I follow and it really, my Twitter doesn't show me much outside of that bubble unless somebody retweets a bunch of shit. So I usually don't see too, too much. That's kind of one thing I wish I would have done early on is turn off retweets for like handful of people. Oh, it's one of the best features ever, man. Especially like certain wrestlers that after a match retweet, like every single comment about their match. Mm-hmm. One of the best things ever is to be able to turn that bad boy off. Yeah. So that- or, you know, Cleveland Guardians fans that there's, I literally have like maybe three on my timeline. And there was a day where it was nothing but retweets and Cleveland Guardians stuff for like so on the su- majority of my timeline. So on Sunday. Uh, no, it wasn't even then. It was before then. Like, I want to say like a, two weeks ago, it was just really bad. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I don't care about baseball, honestly. Like I've been to one game back in the nineties and it's boring to me. So, but I mean, Hey, that's awesome that they're doing good. And then, and then people are excited and they're, you know, whatever, that's cool. But you're retweeting like shit that I have no idea what it means. Like, I don't know. So had to had to turn off some some retweets. Sorry, Reese. I was gonna say when it comes with the Guardians, my my kind of I don't want to say a hot take. It's something I've thought about putting on Twitter. I'm like I don't want the backlash. I don't mind baseball. I just prefer football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. But, but at the end of the day, like I I mean I want the Guardians to win. I hometown team still gonna I still love them. Still root for them. I'm just not like I said invested anywhere near I am with as I am with football. That being said, um, I don't give a fuck that they won the central division. I'm happy for it, but this celebrating I hate. And it's only because in my lifetime, I've seen them win the central division many times. I've seen them win the American league three times. I've yet to see them win a fucking world series. So yeah, those central division wins, you know, they've, they partied every time. Same thing with the American League, but those don't mean shit. And I, I don't like mean to like come off like an asshole, but there's like there's a lot of partying and celebration and kind of like rubbing it into White Sox faces, uh, White Sox, the Chicago White Sox fan base about some shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's great and all, but let's celebrate when you win the motherfucker, like the whole thing. Now for the players, I un- like I understand like that's that's an accomplishment. You're good. You're gonna celebrate. When it comes to fans, I'm like, yeah, it's good and all, but I still want to see a World Series win. Anyway, uh, Derek Dillinger and Alec Price. Yeah. Wild tangent there, but uh, I like that we're seeing Alec Price on another show, like outside of Jaylet Weekend. Hopefully, we see a lot more. Yes, hopefully. What are your thoughts on this match? I mean, like I said, man, let's see if we got... Alec Price is a really good wrestler. Derek is a really good wrestler. And they're going to be together and do really good wrestling stuff. And Ziggy Heim will be there and do some stuff too. Yeah, I agree. Who do you got in this one? Derek Dillinger. Yeah, I'm going to go Derek Dillinger too. I am kind of wondering, and I I hate wondering this type of stuff so early. Like, are we going to see a random title loss between Derek and Josh Bishop? Because I feel like there's a lot of, title losses in AIW that you kind of feel coming, but every so once in a while there's a match that happens and you think it's not going to go any different way. So 
champion is going to retain. And then next thing you know, Ultramanus Black is beating Ethan Page for the title. Or Hope and Change is beating the Batiri for the tag titles. And I feel like we haven't had that in a while outside of like some back and forth between some titles like with To Infinity and Beyond and PME. I'm not saying that's going to happen at this show, but that's something that I wonder because when I when I see matches like this and I see Bishop's match that we'll talk about next, it's like, oh, I'm just expecting the champion to retain. I mean, it's totally possible. Um, I think that the, the slow-ass build for Derek, uh, only for him to like lose after having the belt for a month i don't know if i'd do that but maybe maybe well i'm not i'm not saying here i'm saying in general yeah i get what you mean but like i guess if it has to happen or like if it was gonna happen um one of these next three shows would be where i'd see it happening so you know what i guess cardona beating bishop was kind of a surprise i say kind of surprise because i think going into that i didn't expect bishop to win but looking bigger picture, it kind of would have, it does make sense that Cardona won. But also, we kind of look at people like Cardona and, you know, wrestlers of that status coming in. And it's like, if you're going against a champion or just any match, like you're, you're probably not coming back. So if you're going up against a champion, you're going to lose. Or, you know, maybe you win, but it's by DQ or something. So I guess that technically was a surprise, but I feel like, the bigger surprises were something like Ethan Page versus Ultraman is Black and Hope and Change versus the Batiri. Because, hey, maybe Alec Price can turn the intense title into uh, another necklace. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> maybe he can take the old intense title and turn it into a necklace. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Which, uh, yeah, this is the main event. Absolute title match. Joshua Bishop who put out an open challenge to the world at Wessapalooza. And it's, uh, I guess, been answered by Delirious. So Bishop versus Delirious at the Tadmore Shrine. Thoughts on the match? So Thorne said that uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling is canon in AIW. So these two have met before uh, in a triple threat that also included Vampiro, who ended up winning the match. So I feel like this is uh, maybe some unfinished business from that. Uh, should be interesting. Uh, has Delirious been in AIW before? Do you know? I want to say yes, but not in my since I've been around. Because I never, I didn't meet Delirious or technically see Delirious live until I went to LVAC. Hmm. I'm gonna let me let me do some homework real quick. I want to see something. See if I can. Possibly see. So I feel like if he was ever around, it was like Turner Hall days or something. He was not around during Turner's Hall. I would have remembered him. Didn't Chikara run? Chikara did run, but that is not an AIW show. It was right. a. Well, I'm just curious if there was like crossover and they might have been, he might have been on like the AIW portion at some point. It doesn't look like it. Uh, I'm all the way back in like 2009 right now. And I'm not seeing anything. Like I'm basically seeing like IWC out of Pittsburgh and Chikara, MCW, PWG. I didn't realize Delirious has been around for 20 years. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's been around. 
Yeah, I'm going. I'm all the way in like 2005. I don't see anything. So this being his debut and getting a title match. So uh, he's he's definitely been around a long time, and uh, he's going to be a good test for Bishop. Delirious was the trainer at ROH, so I mean, this is he's obviously very skilled. I mean, a lot of people that came through Chikara have a lot of uh, a lot of skills and, and can usually wrestle pretty fucking good. So this should be fun. Yeah, I'm just surprised he's been around since 2002. Yeah, I'm not. It's like I'm not super familiar with Delirious. He's like, obviously he's like unmistakable. Like I knew of him for a while. Just seen him like maybe in some like promos or some some kind of stuff like that. Like didn't didn't he do a YouTube video with uh, Danhausen, the one where the wrestling with regret did like Danhausen backstage at. ROH talking to people and I want to say I think Delirious was on on that yeah he might have been in there for a couple seconds yeah so yeah I'm I'm curious to see how Delirious does against Bishop how they're it's gonna uh, be very good I can't wait how their rematch ish will go well there's no electrified cage so yeah who do you got uh Josh Bishop yep thumbs up for Bishop all right any uh final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go Oh uh, yeah, check out my other podcast if you catch my grift. We just released an episode on uh, Kenneth Copeland, uh, who's a giant piece of shit. And um, and that's an understatement. You can, you can follow me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. Uh, if you uh, are coming out to Akron on Saturday, bring extra money to buy an Isaiah Browner shirt because um, they are dope as hell. Uh, if he has them on him. Um, if not, bring it to hell on earth because I'm sure he will sure have them then and uh, buy them up. So, I mean, that's like almost two months afterwards. I'll remind everybody on the preview show for that one too. Oh no, I'm I'm more more or less saying that Broner could sell out. That's possible, uh, but uh, it, being that this is kind of a quick turnaround, um, don't know if he he's trying to get the shirts um, by Akron, but. Uh, with it being short notice, it might be a really tiny run, so he might sell out the day, that day, like depending on what he's able to get. Uh-huh. Um, but for sure, at Hell on Earth, he'll, he'll have more, he said, so because he's going to have some other shirts as well. All right. And of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email. If you so choose desire rest and cheers at gmail.com. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Your Everless is fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, Restcheers.podbean.com. And all of those links are in the show notes and under the link tree link. Check out our podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast. It's Evolution, baby. The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, GameWorks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mikes, X-Over, The Powell Driver Podcast, Tornado Tag Podcast, The Uncut Wrestling Podcast, This Ends At Prom and Porch Talk, and check out our other non-podcasting friends such as the mystery men red light radio 
Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hire Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And thumbs up for Bishop. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, Good night. the world, Good night. We love you, we'll see you next week